So Nathan picked the series out of Isaiah 9-6 with titles of the Lord. And this is the last one. So I'm going to read. Let's, let's do this. If it's up on the screen, Isaiah 9-6, why don't we read the verse on the screen? Why don't we stand and read it? But I want, you to, I want you to think of something. I want you to think, what does wonderful mean? How big is wonderful? And what does counselor mean? And I want you to think of another word for counselor. I want you to think of the word advocate. I want Christ to be our advocate, to be our counsel, to be our teacher, to be our advisor, because not only does he know us, not only is he right, but his intentions are for us. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So Nathan and Doug, they, they, they preached and shared on the first one. Y'all can be seated. Thank you. But Isaiah puts this together, and you may know this, 700 plus years before Christ is here. Israel is in terrible shape. Terrible shape. When you look at Isaiah 8, it's darkness and gloom. Things are bad. Terrorists are going to come down from the north. It's not going to be good. They have turned away from the Lord. So let's unpack this a little bit to see what is, what's Isaiah telling us is happening. For us, a child is born. This is the prophecy of Christ coming. So it's humanity. It's a child. It's a baby. But then Isaiah says, a son is given. That's no baby. That's God. God, God became flesh and dwelt among us. God is the baby. So it, yes, it's a baby, but it's full God. Jesus said, when you see me, you see the Father. I only do what I see the Father in heaven doing. Christ and the Father are one. I didn't grasp in, the, in this the first time I read it. Wonderful. What's wonderful? I mean, is that like what? White bread sliced or what? It's... it's we used to, back, if there's old people in here, we used to have Wonder Bread. And people would say, it's the best thing since sliced bread. No, this is the best thing. This, this is it. Nobody takes your call at 2 a.m. Nobody. And if they do, do they have time to get the history? Do they know you intimately? Who can we cry out to except the son given? 
Isaiah says, therefore, in Isaiah 7, 14, Isaiah says, therefore, the Lord himself, the Father, will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and give birth to a son, and you will call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel is God with us. So God, he sent prophets. They just got beat up. They just got beat up. Jesus tells a parable about sending his workers to the vineyard that was rented out. And they just tore up his people, his rep representatives. Then he thought, well, certainly I can send my son. Certainly they'll respect my son. But these guys, these rascals, they said, this is the heir. Let's take him out and kill him. Well, the word is describing what has happened. And it came to fruition because this baby grew up. This son that was given eventually was turned over and crucified. I would say this, it was the perfect plan. It was the perfect plan. Explain that? I don't know. That's way over my head. But it was the perfect plan. It is the perfect plan. In Romans, Paul says, the righteousness that comes from God, the righteousness, is just through Christ. So let us not reflect and hurry too much through the word of God because the word is God and why and I do this so I'm preaching to myself here I, I have to laugh and I'm, I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings but that's just life um, reading through the Bible it's, 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 it's an excellent thing but as the Bible read through us, I mean, are we, are we reading the Bible for information or are we reading the Bible for transformation? Are we looking to be transformed? This word, the Bible says, is God. So we're, we're spending time with God and God is trying to work us like a potter he's he is working us and each of us is being worked into a different vessel for a different reason for a different form of service but everything is going to point back to the potter that made the vessel isaiah 48 17 through 18 the, this is what the lord says i am the lord your god who teaches you what is best for you who directs you what is best for you, who directs you in the way you should go. Our teacher, our advisor, our guide, Christ says, I'm the way. So it's kind of like, well, how do I get there? How do I get this accomplished? 
It's in him. It takes faith and trust to even believe that. Because we're thinking, well, I mean, no, seriously, what am I going to do? Pray. Come on. I need an answer. Ask Jesus to help you. Give me an answer. He said, I am the way. And he truly is the way. I think I've been taking him too lightly. I've been trying to do too much on my own. And I think in him, he's thinking, just spend more time with me. And you will accomplish what I intend for you to accomplish. Busyness is not necessarily what I'm seeking. I'm seeking time with you. John 15, which I've been spending a lot of time on, and it's been rich because I'm realizing that it's a relationship. This, this is someone that wants to spend time with me. And I want to now spend more time with him. What are we going to get out of this word of God? I mean, what is the yield? One of the things that we're going to see is peace. To rest, to reduce our stress and our anxiety. We are in a busy, busy time of hi in history. I mean, these people were passing around scrolls, and we are scrolling quick. We have access instantaneously to the globe. Everything on the planet is right here. How do you make a decision? How do you, make, how do you decide what to do? You have to pick the son that was given, the baby that was born. He, yes, he was a baby, but this is God. Isaiah says this. This is a little painful. If you had only paid attention, if you had only paid attention to my commands. 700 years before Jesus, there was a lot of rules. There was a lot of rules. I, I'm, I can't speak for everyone in the room. I know some of you, so I know, I know, I know my friends ain't keeping all the rules, all 630-something, and I definitely am not. If you had only paid attention to my commands, your peace would have been like a river, your righteousness like waves of the sea. We just have one command today. We just have one. Follow Jesus. In him, all the commands are met. If we, for a second, act like Jesus, just for a second, we make the Father happy. If we want to know what the Father looks like and what he seeks, 
we find that in the life of Christ. In Christ, we see what the Father is like. In Christ, we see the tenderness and the righteousness of the Father. Matthew says in 6.8, Matthew says, your Father knows what you need before you ask him. So why do we pile up our list of needs and then present them to the Lord when I think the Lord is saying, just come close. I want you to sit right next to me. Just put your arms around me. Spend some time with me. And let me, let me meet your needs. I know you. I made you. I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. I knew you. I stitched you together. And I know your needs. I don't want to just meet your needs. I want to love you. Many of you in here have small children. Our goal as a parent is not just to meet their physical needs, you know, clean sheets, laundry, food, transportation. No, we want to have a relationship. We want to snuggle and we want to love. And I think the Lord's the same way. He's like, I want to snuggle. I want to love. I, I want you. I want a relationship with you. Watchman Nee, who wrote most of, most of everything he wrote in prison in China, says, not to pray for your needs to be met, but pray for God's will to be done. Because in his will, all your needs are met. And I think he's thinking, focus on me. I know you. I can take care of you. Matthew says in 11, 28, 29, come to me. Now, we got some of this going on. I mean, I can testify to this one. All who are weary and burdened. We got some weary going, all of us, uh, March 20 to present. It's, it's a little crazy. It's a little crazy. And you can't run to another country to escape, to escape craziness. It's a global crazy everywhere right now. It's totally crazy. Can you trust the news? Well, maybe some of you might be able to. I, don't, I guess it depends on what channel you watch. Can, who do you trust? <laughs> wonderful counselor. Wonderful is something unexplainable. Unexplainable. Extraordinary. Incomprehensible. And there's different, different ideas about the counselor, but I'm going to take my own, I didn't make it up, my own position on this. I'm looking at the counselor tonight as your advocate, as someone that goes before you and others that have forgotten more scripture than I'll ever know think this is a way you can present it. He knows us. He knows our history. He knows our personality. 
He knows where we came from. He knows our lineage. He knows everything. And Matthew says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I, Christ, will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest in our soul, and we will, and Christ is our rest and our peace. I think the work, the real work that we have in front of us is to believe that. The real work we have is to abide with Christ. The real work is not doing good work. The real work is believing in him. And the real work is sitting close to him because our proximity to Christ is truly our success. It's not how tall you are. It's not how much money you have. It's not your education. It's your proximity to the Savior. And he's saying, snuggle up, baby. Come on, get close. I got a lot of grandkids, so, and, and I cycle through them, right? Because the, the reason I do is as they get older, they're not as snuggly as they used to be, right? I mean, and I respect that. But two-year-olds, three-year-olds, oh, it's, it's precious. I got 14 of them. So I, I, somebody said to me, you got a two-year-old? I said, always. All, <laughs> always one coming. And if, and, and if my daughters don't have one, uh, First Family Network does. So you can go get you one. Snuggle up. Paul says this, Christ is the power of God. Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. This plan, this birth of a baby and a son and given, this is God's plan. This isn't just a wing job here. It's like, we'll just put something together. This is the plan. 700 years before Christ, he's giving Isaiah a glimpse. I would have not wanted to got that glimpse because I'm, I'm, I'm seven, I'm, all these years later, and it's overwhelming now. It's overwhelming now to see how this put together. In Christ, we find his answers, his answers for our life. I think myself and many people, we're looking for things and asking God to bless them. We're looking for ideas. We're looking for opportunities. And then we find something and we see, does it seem moral? Does it seem okay? And then we ask God, would you, would you bless this? And the Lord's thinking, just come to me. Now, in me is the answer. Don't, I don't, I don't need to bless your idea I've already blessed my idea for your life. So how do we, so how do we get there? I mean, what's, what's, what's the idea for the Lord for me? He's thinking, just, 
sit close. Proximity is your success. What's success look like? Obedience. Whatever. Who cares? Let's just watch him. Let's watch him do it. I've got a friend here tonight, and uh, I'm not going to mention his name um, so he can relax, whoever he is. Um, but he said, Buck, there's always a pathway to restoration. And I, and I hadn't forgot it. Now, we weren't talking about, we were talking about my son, actually, who, who is lost. So I have a son who does not know the Lord. Now, he went to church, and he, he went forward, but he's denounced the Lord. So as a dad, that's a big deal. For a human, it's a big deal. But the Lord is thinking, I got this. You stay close to me. Do you want to save your son? You will save your son by your proximity to me. Not in your efforts, but in your submission. So Paul says this, he says, for God is not a God of disorder, but a God of peace. This is what we want. We, we need an advisor. We need an advisor. We need an advocate. In Ephesians, he says, for he, Christ himself, Christ himself is our peace. So we're, we're here. We're here to celebrate a baby born, but God delivering. This is the Lord. This is the Lord's business. And the Lord is, wants to be in our business. He is as tender as we are with a two-year-old grandbaby. There's a time for discipline. But I think the Lord's thinking, just... I only discipline you to draw you closer. I only discipline those I love. Jesus says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. All scripture, this book, is purposed so that we may know, trust, and obey, and obey his advice. His strategy. I mean, what, what do we do? What do we do tonight? What do we do tomorrow? I don't think there's a person on the planet that can give you that kind of information. When people want to give you that kind of detail, I, I find it highly suspect. But not Christ. Because these people don't know me. They don't know my background. He knows me. No one has the capacity to love like Christ himself. We, these this, these um, ministries that we helped, Upper Room helped, you all helped. The only reason to help them is to be, a burden, is to be burdened by the Lord to be an advocate for those who are in need. 
Christ is our advocate. So I'm going to tell you a story. I'm, I'm surely going to pick, hurt somebody's feelings, maybe, maybe not here, but on TV, so it's okay. Um, so Hurricane Katrina's here. It's ravaging. Some of you are going to remember. It's about 2005, and it's a mess. It's a political mess, a environmental mess. So we're here, it's 100 and something miles away, and we're watching on the news, and I'm thinking, oh man, I just can't believe this. And I got an opportunity to go, and they wanted me to lead a team. So it's kind of like, okay. They obviously didn't know me that well. It was a team of chainsaw people, right? I don't own a chainsaw. I don't own one. Okay. These guys have got still t-shirts on, right? They are sponsored by the chainsaw company. I thought, oh God, what have you done? What have you done? So we'd pull up at a house. We're in Slidell. It got hit hard. There's oak trees. Kali. I don't know. It's huge, huge stuff. And they're and they're they're going to fall on houses. So I, my rule was they put me in charge. The guy that doesn't have a chainsaw, the guy that really has never successfully used one. Um, my wife was like, "Why would they pick you? Don't cut your arm off. I you I have to have you working." Um, so I never did touch a chainsaw. Never did. Never touched it. But I, when we'd pull up at a site, I'd say, okay, we have to have a unanimous decision if we're going to take the tree down. Unanimous decision. And we, it was successful. We're staying in a church. We've got some, the, the chainsaw guys have got a camper with a generator. They're pretty comfortable. I'm on the carpet in a church. No pillow no blanket, no AC. My team's outside. I don't really know them, and I don't have a T-shirt, and I don't own a chainsaw. So, but they're okay. They, they know I'm, I'm supposed to be in charge, so here we go. So I don't have anything to do. So there's a bunch of women at the church, and they're cooking for everybody. I love to cook. I love to cook. And, and I'm not a chef, but I, I'm a cook. So I show up and I said, hey, can I help? And they're going, no, we're good. Thinking, golly, I can't get the gig. I can't even get any gig. So we have a semi-truck load of ice in the parking lot, refrigerated semi-truck load. But nobody in Slidell knows we have it. So I said, well, let me just get my truck and load the truck up with ice, and I'll just start giving it away. So I make me a little sign, you know, just like, you know, feed me, here I am. It's like, stop, free ice. So don't let me insult you on this one, Al, but here's, here it comes. Um, so one of the sheriffs pulls up, and he's thinking, this is a scam. This is a scam. Well, I... 
this is a couple days on the floor, no shower. Uh, it was, I would have arrested me just for the way I looked. Um, so I started walking to him. I'm thinking, yeah, this is my buddy. Hey, I'm, he's like, stop right there. You know, and then I told him, and then he got on the radio and we did business. Then we started giving it away. So we've got all these supplies and I've got, I've got, I'm going to meet my still team out on the field. They're out there working and uh, telling everybody about what church they came from. And I'm thinking, okay, well, that's really not going to work. Um, but I got a truckload of diapers and formula. And I'm going down the highway. And I pass a lady. And bless her heart, it, she looked rough. I mean, really rough. Just like you've just been sleeping out, maybe like you've been sleeping on the floor of a church without any AC and water. I and mean, she looked like I looked, bad. I drove right by her, and then the Lord said, turn around. I turned around. I, had, I got this little truck. I actually rented it for the thing. I put her in the, in the back seat of the truck, and um, she had been in the house for three days, no water, no electricity, and, and abandoned. Who they, other people just left. So the Lord, and I asked her about church, and she, was, she didn't know anything about church. She didn't know any, because I want to know, do you have a church? I don't, I don't go to church. I'm thinking, whoa, okay, it's a good time. It's a good time to start talking to the Lord. And the Lord just came over me. And I, and I, I never use the word advocate. I just don't. I mean, it's just not part of my vocabulary. But I told her, I said, when everybody leaves you, the advocate's still here. I said, Christ is your advocate. And she said, I said, where, where do you want to go? And she goes, uh, the Red Cross place. So I pull up the Red Cross place. By the, I mean, by the grace of God, I found it. I could get lost in Pensacola, let alone Slidell. But I got there. And she gets out of the truck. And a woman runs out of the building. And she puts her hands up and she said, she can't stay here. She's pregnant. I didn't know she was pregnant. I mean, I didn't notice. The dress was a little big. And then I got about 10 feet tall. There's a Louisiana sheriff there. I was thinking, whatever size pistol you got does not frighten me, dude. We are here. I am her advocate today, and she's staying. And she stayed, and they got all the formula and all the diapers. Christ is your advocate. The baby that was born was born to advise you. Christ is the pathway to restoration. Not one time. Not, I'm saved, I'm forgiven, I'm going to heaven. No. In the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, and at night. He is the one to consult and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? And then wait. I think we, we talk to God, but we don't listen enough. And we need to rest in him. 
and we need to be patient. This was written 700 years before. But he is, he is our advocate. And it's a good deal. It's a good deal. We're not here to build our kingdom. We're not here to build up a room. We're here to enter into a relationship with the King of Kings. Christ can build a church. He didn't tell us to do that. He told us to worship him. Follow me. Follow me. Let me be your advocate. Let me pray and we'll close out. Heavenly Father, I just, I just ask you to be in the room, Lord. I ask you to be in each heart. I ask you to transform us, Lord. Advocate for us to the Father. Help us, Lord, to be vessels in which the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit can dwell in us to guide us and direct us with the goal, Lord God, that we would be closer to you and have a peace that passes all understanding. I, I believe you're good for that, Lord. I believe that you are looking out over this congregation and all that are hearing your word tonight in many churches around the world saying, this is all about my son. My son is my plan. And you are the reason we did it. And I thank the Lord for all he's done. And I ask a special blessing in the name of Jesus. Amen. Merry Christmas.